0: now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD.
1: Good morning. Welcome into the Tim Donnelly Show bright and early on this Thursday on the talk of the New River Valley. That's WRAD Radio Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM as well. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Mockadoo studio. Uh, There's still quite a bit of action going on in Hokie Nation when it comes to coaching changes, as well as a few other things in the sports world. And to get you caught up on everything, here's Got You Covered.
0: No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry, Tim will get you
1: covered. All right, we have some news, some concrete and some rumored out of the Virginia Tech coaching situation. Over the last twenty-four hours, it has been a whirlwind for Hokie Nation, and I'm sure most of the conversations conversations excuse me surrounding the Hokies have centered on will. Justin Fuente be the head coach next year, or will the Hokies be heading to the coaching carousel and seeing if they can't get a new candidate? Well, that's all rumors, right? Coach Fuente, there's essentially two outcomes left. He's either going to leave for Baylor or he's going to be back in Blacksburg, and I haven't seen anything concrete that's going to teet that seesaw in either direction. However... We do have some real information about changes to the coaching staff, and it's not in the positive variety. Jerry Kill, an analyst that came in, former three-time coach of the year in his conference, former national coach of the year, joined Virginia Tech midseason and was given quite a bit of credit for the turnaround For the Hokies, Uh, basically before Duke and after Duke, a lot of that credit went to Hendon Hooker taking over the quarterback position and Jerry Kill taking over as an analyst on the sidelines. Uh, He's gone. He's on his way to TCU to work for uh, Gary Patterson, a very well-respected coach at, at Texas Christian. Now, that I don't think has much to do with the Fuente situation. The problem with it is Uh, Maybe the only coach in NCAA football that is closer to Jerry Kill than Coach Fuente is Coach Gary Patterson. Jerry Kill was in Coach Gary Patterson's wedding, and sometimes in in life, you look at your buddies and you ask for a favor, and I think that's more about what this is. So uh, Coach Fuente might leave, might not. Don't look too far into the Jerry Kill situation, although you would like for Jerry Kill to want to hang around. In uh, coaching news elsewhere, Alex Cora of the Red Sox has been fired, manager, uh, or sorry, 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 mutually decided to part ways. He wasn't fired. But either way, he's no longer the manager of the Red Sox. We already know the changing of the guard that's happened in Houston with the Astros due to the cheating scandal. Well, now it comes down to will Carlos Beltran still be the, the new manager of the New York Mets? He was not. On the coaching staff in Houston during the cheating scandal, he was on the team during some of these cheating scandals. He was a player. Now, no other players are being punished, but he's the player that's trying to become a manager. I wouldn't expect any punishment, but the Mets have to decide if it's okay for them to have a cheater leading their franchise because make no mistake about it if you were a player that benefited from the 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 pitch tipping scandal if you were a manager that implemented it if you were a general manager that has a ring because of it you are a cheater and there is no reason to backpedal from it uh, Penn State, everybody, more allegations at Penn State. And if you are a Penn State fan, the, the two worst words you could possibly hear are more allegations. Now, I want to emphasize that at this time, they are just allegations. Nothing has been proven. However, a player that transferred out of Penn State is accusing the Penn State football program of overlooking a pretty, pretty, pretty serious, heinous, hazing Uh, situation that happened on the school, Uh, references made to Jerry Sandusky, uh, sexual crimes being committed. If any of this proves to be true, Penn State is going to be in for a world of hurt, Uh, not just from from public image, but hopefully from the NCAA and governing bodies, because if there's any program out there that should be running an extremely clean program, it is the Penn State Nittany Lions. But again, at this point, all allegations don't want to jump to any kind of judgment. Do you wanna look uh, one more time back at the coaching scandal, or excuse me, coaching scandal, coaching situation with the Hokies because there's some names that have uh, weighed in that you may recognize. You may recognize a guy named Michael Vick. You may recognize a guy named Marty Smith. You may recognize a guy named Kirk Herbstreet. They have all taken to Twitter. Marty Smith being a, a native of the NRV, Michael Vick being one of the favored sons of the Virginia Tech program, and Kirk Herbstreit being one of the faces of college football, they've all weighed in on Twitter saying if, and, and, and that's a big if, if Coach Fuente is on his way to Baylor, they all support Shane Beamer as the replacement. Now I want to be clear, I'm not, I'm not endorsing Shane Beamer, and you shouldn't either, but you shouldn't negate Shane Beamer. The question should be for Whip Babcock, is Shane Beamer the right coach? And it has to be for football reasons because he's the right coach to lead the Hokies. It cannot and, and must not be just because his last name is Beamer. That is Gotcha Covered here on the Tim Donnelly Show. That gives you an adequate primer, not just for your day of conversations about sports, but also for the conversation, we're getting ready to re-air. Bill Roth joined us yesterday at eight for the Roth report, and a conversation that has actually gotten quite a bit of traction. Uh we, we've seen multiple uh multiple social media posts passing this along, saying you have to hear what Bill Roth had to say. You have to hear how honest he was on this and that subject. And and We felt it was appropriate to uh, hit the replay button on it, so we're going to start today's show just like we do every Thursday with a re-airing of the Roth Report from Wednesday. This was recorded yesterday morning, and it's coming at you right now, right here on the Tim Donnelly Show.
0: From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report, presented by NRV Furniture. Remember, nobody beats an NRV Furniture deal. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and current ESPN broadcaster, Bill Roth, here's Tim Donnelly.
1: It is time for the Roth Report, and and I have to say, I haven't been this excited for a Roth Report in a while. Uh, Bill, good morning to you. Good morning. I thought we'd be talking about the great
2: Virginia Tech Wake Forest basketball <laughs> game from last night and the Major League Baseball situation, but uh, no, that won't be the case. And uh, good morning. Always good to be with you. Uh,
1: exactly. You, you you hit it. We're going to start with with Coach Fuente, uh, Pete Thamel tweet eleven hours ago or, or now twelve hours ago that kind of shocked Hokey Nation. Uh, w- what was your initial reaction to seeing that? You know, there was an expected in person interview between Baylor and Coach Fuente.
2: Well, I know Pete really well, so my first reaction was to text him back <laughs> and and so I talked to Pete a little bit last night and first of all, I don't have any inside information mm-hmm. uh the people that know are clearly uh Coach Fuente and his agent mm-hmm. and uh, the baylor athletic director and, and and that school's president uh it's uh timing is is really bad it's <laughs> uh, it's curious it shows uh Something that maybe tech fans don't want to know about the tech program, and uh, you know it's, it's it's stuff that you can, you can justify it if you want, but uh, it doesn't doesn't pass the smell test regardless of why he's doing it. But it, other than he wants more money and he wants to go to a place that's probably better and he wants to coach a great team in, in that, a that's state wh- that's where, where, where they they got a lot going for it.
1: That's where I wanted to start with you because um, you know I, I a lot of times when I see news like that, the first thing I do is get. Uh, you know, you text Pete. I, I I try to get a couple of of just diehard fans that I know on the mm-hmm. text to see what their reactions are. And the first one that responded to me said uh, his reaction was, I'm not going to put his name out there, but it was, "Isn't that a downgrade?"
2: No, it's an upgrade. Baylor's <laughs> a better job, Bay- and, and that's the thing. There's 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 no yardstick you could look at at this and say text the better job. Uh, that's orange and maroon glasses. So let's get that out there right away. And that's coming from me. Uh, so. Yeah, it's it's a better job in every conceivable way but the the timing of it is so curious because of uh, they, they announced coaching hires this week.
1: and, and, and it, exactly it felt like we finally had a, a stable uh, stable coaching staff or at least a stable idea of what the coaching staff would look like in 2020. Um, I kind of joked a uh, friend of the show Matei Sis who works for 247 sports tweeted out yesterday uh, just like something along the lines of just to, for those of you that want to see the complete coaching staff he posted a list position coach by position coach of everyone that in their right. their current position right. and, and and I think but I think
2: if you look at that you know here's Virginia Tech and, and these guys could all be really good coaches but look at the look at the coaching changes that they made and and try to figure out someone from Jmu and someone an alum that's never coached mm-hmm. and and, and Justin Hamilton, who's never been a coordinator and a running back coach, you see, you can see there. There was no going out, and then the gentleman from the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. There, there was no going out and, and paying a million five for a coordinator. And that's what he'll have the opportunity to do if he if, if this does happen. He'll have a chance to get reunited um, with the gentleman who he had to dismiss, his best mm-hmm. friend, a defensive coordinator, which was never going to happen here at Tech, uh, as we know. So I I, I think there's all. You know, it, it certainly has legs, but it, like I said right off the top, uh, it doesn't taste quite right and it doesn't smell quite right.
1: If this were to happen, and now we're going to put on kind of a you know the the hypothetical glasses and and, and look into a hypothetical future, mm-hmm. um, if this does happen with the timing, with the, the the recruits and and kind of the momentum that that's been garnered here in the last couple of weeks, what would be the effect on, on the program to have to change? Program mm. leaders uh, in January fifteenth
2: potentially devastating. You know, school doesn't start till Tuesday, so any kid. Who, first of all, Virginia Tech would have to release every player who signed, mm. uh, and anybody on the team who wanted to go with them could go. School doesn't start till Tuesday, so they could enroll with Baylor now.
1: <laughs> which, which is kind of like a, a doomsday scenario, right? If you if you so watch well, that all was, of those big yeah, guys yeah. run away, that's
2: kind of what you asked. Like how devastating, right? That's what you asked. Yeah, and, you know, so. You know, Witt's job. If, if he thinks he's gone, he better have a right, and I know he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta have a plan in place, um, and 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 whatever that might be. You know, that would be us speculating again. Uh, now, you know, I, I think that you can justify it. Uh, and like I said, I do think it's a better job. I think every any, anybody in the business would think so. I think that.
1: And just um, to be clear, that that's. I mean. It, it, that's a facilities thing. That's an assistant pool money thing. There's there are certain things in college sports that when a when a coach is looking for a job, they're they're checking off boxes. You can and, win, and you're Baylor, not, Baylor And you're not fo- you're
2: not following a legend and getting and getting scrutinized on so many things that you do, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You're not getting scrutinized because you're you're not the legend. You're following the legend, and he gets scrutinized a lot for that. Um, but yeah, you can you can win. You're going to get paid a lot of money, your assistant coaches can make a lot more money. You have access to a plane, you've got a brand new stadium, brand new stadium, there's a spaceship on the water. You've got a <laughs> brand new brand new $100 million dollar football facility. I mean, their offices, the offices at Virginia Tech were built for Bill Dooley in 1985. Those, those are the, that's the office space for that staff. There's no recruiting center. there's no you know Merriman, Merriman's old. Jamerson's ancient, and and you know, you know that's something that Tech's got to look at. Where is its football infrastructure? Um, you know, I think Tech fans, some some of them probably still think it's two thousand three, and but it's but it's not. And if you look at Tech, what Tech is paying compared to what some other schools in its assistance pool, which is as much as it can pay right now, it's not like the Hokies are being stingy. It's just where they are, uh, and and what other schools are doing on a football facility only front. And what Baylor, you know, Baylor has so much money, Tim.
1: Um, <laughs> Those Texas br- schools, all of them, do. <laughs> they're, so they're building much a brand
2: new hundred million dollar basketball arena. Uh, they got a twenty one million dollar gift from an alumnus to jumpstart it. I mean, they've got a lot. I in- encourage everybody to look. Um, you know, Bay- Baylor talked about that. You know, their basketball building is thirty years old, and it's time for a new one. And and I think we well, You know, Castle was built in the sixties. So I mean, just just. Look! Look what you can do with, with that kind of money.
1: So, so let, let me let me pose this question to you. Um, Virginia Tech, uh, is it as simple as upgrading the facilities and and you know getting a hundred million dollar facility to make them where you know they can go toe to toe with a school like Baylor, or or do should they be looking for coaching candidates if they do have to go ahead and find someone new? Again, Coach Fuente is not out the door yet, so let's not shut it. But, but uh, do they have to look for candidates like Mike Young that put some kind of, you know, some kind of priority on the area because it, they have the connections and, and you know, uh, want to be in the NRV?
2: Well, I think there's, <laughs> boy, that, that's a double hypothetical. Yeah. You know, if, if he were to leave, you certainly want someone who wants to be here.
1: Well, I, think, I, I I just mean, I just mean what does the program have to do to get to a point where yeah that's a, a, a really good a, question a coach, a coach Fuente who doesn't have connections to the area would look at Baylor and say thanks but no thanks
2: you know so many of the things that that were such advantages to Virginia Tech in 1995 through 2012 or whatever 13 mm-hmm. don't <laughs> exist anymore remember when Tech's location used to be a positive do you remember when being being in Virginia used to be a positive mm-hmm. I. I I still go back to – I do think that it will be impossible for Virginia Tech to be great in football again without owning the state. And people say the talent in the state is down, and and maybe the depth of it is, but not at the top. Mm -hmm. If you take a look at the kids that are going to Clemson and LSU and Penn State specifically Mm -hmm. and Alabama, uh, you know, there are a whole bunch of players from Virginia competing in the SEC right now. And they're a whole bunch playing for Penn State, and they're going to come to Lane Stadium next year, and they're going to have what nine All State VHSL players wearing a Penn State jersey at Lane Stadium. So, you know, other than Kevin Jones and the kids from Florida, just about every great Virginia Tech player who was All Conference or All American from was from within the Commonwealth of Virginia, you can you can find the exception, right? Mm-hmm. Corey Moore, Brandon Flowers, or KJ, but for the most part. Um, if Virginia Tech isn't owning the state of Virginia, it'll never compete for championships because they're not going to live and die on in and in a, out of state. You know, it was a, you know they had Carolina going for a couple of years, and, and it's a different landscape than it was. But they got to get back to that. They, they've got to develop relationships with high school coaches where the best players from the state come. And, and when people say, well, they're not staying in state anymore like they used to, that's true. But Virginia
1: Tech's not going to live and die recruiting Ohio and getting kids... <laughs> right? I mean, you played. Uh, Absolutely. And, and, and the Texas thing might be good for a year, maybe two, but at a certain point you need your backyard. And, and, and I would actually say that's part of the reason why I was looking optimistically towards the future. When you look at the coaching staff, that Fuente literally just assembled, Justin Hamilton in state, Daryl Tapp in state, Uh, uh, Ryan Smith in state connections all over the state. And, and, you know, the fact that the moment you assemble all of that it's already being shaken and you're you're seeing what's you know what's loose is is a little uh uh daunting but but let me go back to this before as well because the things that we
2: think are awesome like oh lane stadium has a great atmosphere mm-hmm. okay okay if you're if you're a co- you play six games you're talking 20 hours a year you spend in lane stadium
1: and and enter Sandman is, is a minute, so it's six six, six minutes. minutes. Yeah. That, that's not the reason to go to college. It's really cool. I'll give them. The, I mean, I, I don't want to downplay it. But you're right. You spend you know three hours a day, uh, all year in, in your, your weight room and film and, and locker room and all the, in in January you're doing it. And in so February. so look at
2: look at look at what people are doing. Right. I mean, Florida is building a new sixty five million dollar football only facility. Uh, Nebraska is building a $155 million facility. Uh, USF, South Florida, opened a $40 million football building. And wow. and I meant, you know, Baylor Stadium is six years old and it is amazing. And they've got a brand new indoor facility that opened in November that is more than just a, a, a practice barn. And even, even, look, even in our league, right? Look at Wake Forest.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Look at their facility. So, you know, there's... There's a lot that goes into this, but you got to get the right coach. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the reason this job is open is because the Carolina Panthers are taking a flyer
1: mm-hmm.
2: on, a, on a dynamic guy. And regardless of where you're from, just because you're from Virginia doesn't mean you can recruit Virginia, right? True. <laughs> I mean – just, just I can't because. recruit a college football, high school football <laughs> player. I've been in Virginia for thirty years. I, I don't know you, if there's. You got to be. You got to have the personality, and you got to be able to close deals, and have mom and dad trust you, and have the kids trust you, and th- there's a lot to it. But I, if, if he's just go if this is just to get more money for the program, uh, the, t- the timing of it stinks mm. because, and, and and to do this to wit stinks. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think that's what it is I think he wants to go to they're going to have a top 20 team they got he, you know the other thing is salaries for coaches Virginia Tech's salary pool for coaches is about three point six seven million dollars right
1: mm-hmm. which is a lot but not a lot in the scheme of things
2: yeah so it, it, North Carolina's talent uh pool is four million so it's a little more but Florida states is over five million Clemson is seven so how about Rutgers I did this research earlier this morning before we came on the air. Rutgers assistants, and that doesn't mean just the coaches, but recruiting and the whole staff, analysts and, and analysts, yeah. uh, the whole the football staff. Rutgers seven point seven million dollars. Virginia Tech three point six million dollars. That that's that's a difference.
1: <laughs> it's not even close.
2: It's not even close, and that's my point. And so that's what I'm saying. So it's like by doing this has kind of pulled the curtain back
1: mm-hmm.
2: and say look huh.
1: and 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 some people s- stop jumping like
2: what st- they see. right no stop jumping to enter sandman
3: yeah. and give money
1: also true <laughs> also that, true sometimes right. i think that the sandman thing and 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 just to kind of build off of what you're saying it's like when you don't have the facilities you need something to point to if that makes any sense and and that's kind of a good distraction but you're right i mean the facilities the coaching pool that's what coaches look at when, when they're looking at where they want to spend the next. But, 10 but that years doesn't mean experience. that doesn't
2: mean just because you pay you're going to win, and I think that that you know I I don't know Rutgers where... is testing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does this mean all of a sudden Rutgers is going
1: to be competitive in the Big Ten East? N- not necessarily. We'll have to see. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we have plenty more to get to with Bill. Uh, the Roth report continues on WRAD right after this.
3: It's all at First in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play at First in Maine in Blacksburg. Swing through for your favorite coffee at Starbucks or stay for lunch. Fresh Mediterranean food at Zoe's Kitchen. Delicious Italian at Avellino's. Something hot off the grill at Bull & Bones. Plus much more. Relax and see the latest movies at the only IMAX in the NRV at Frank Theater Cine & Grill. It's all at First in Maine in Blacksburg. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to hear the latest. First in Maine. Eat. Drink. Shop. Play. You know, buying or selling a home is one of the biggest decisions you'll make in your life. And when you're ready to move, you need a real estate team with the home field advantage. You need the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda have over 30 years of experience in your hometown. In fact, the Louise Baker team will make sure you get the most out of your property and help you find a new home. They're your one stop place to buy, finance, and close. Be sure to check them out at nrbhomes.com. The Louise Baker team, giving you the home field advantage. We're back with Randy Kinder of NRV Furniture today talking about Bassett Furniture. Hey, Randy, what makes Bassett Furniture so exceptional? Number one in the business, Bill. Solid wood frames, foaming case cushions. You cannot beat this stuff. Hmm, now, you tell me the fabric on these Basset pieces can even be cleaned with bleach? Yeah, very stain resistant, but if you get a stain on them, you can actually clean them with a bleach solution. It will not fade the fabric. The leather is the best I can get? Genuine Italian leather. Randy, what is it you always say about NRV Furniture? Nobody beats an NRV furniture deal. I guarantee nobody. Several months ago, I got tired of experiencing back pain, and it made me hesitant to even do the simplest things around the house. So I went to my doctor, but all he could do was suggest I take pain medication. After that, I knew I needed a second opinion, and I visited South Main Chiropractic Clinic in Blacksburg. The doctors there created a plan tailored for my recovery, and now I'm pain-free. If you're struggling with back issues, I suggest you give South Main Chiropractic Clinic a call today at 552-5202.
0: From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. Once again, here is Tim Donnelly.
1: Bill Roth still with us for the Roth Report here on WRAD. Bill, what's going on with your students over at the uh, Sports Media and Analytics Department? Have have classes started? Yeah,
2: Yeah, we're ready to restart classes next Tuesday. We get uh, Monday off and then Tuesday starts. Um, Really excited about it. This will be our, what is it? It's our eighth time with our intro to sports media class. It's full. It's uh, twice a week. And we've got our sports journalism and and play-by-play classes, which are so fun. And uh, we have no, no seats left. All three classes completely full. That is, uh... I'm really excited about it, and we're uh, we're making a lot of progress. We're, we've got kid in, interest from in kids in tenth and eleventh grade from Chicago to Connecticut to New York and Jersey and throughout Virginia that are interested in coming to Tech, and, and our kids are going to get to broadcast a bunch of uh, games on uh, our plat- uh, 3304 sports platform. Uh,
1: in fact, we're going to start before the semester begins with the
2: Syracuse game on Saturday.
1: That is, uh, that, that's really good to hear, and, and we are excited to see what's going on uh, with that sports media and analytics department. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, move along to our team of the week. Now it's time for the Louise Baker Team of the Week.
2: All right, Bill, who's our team of the week? Whoa! Well, we have two redshirt freshmen and four freshmen in the rotation. <laughs> and yet, 3-1 and one on the road in the ACC Tech Men's Basketball. Uh, that game last night, again, showed how tough they are. Especially on the road. It's hard to win on the road in any league and, and they've taken advantage of beating some teams that, that you know, even before the season, like the NC State game and the Syracuse mm-hmm. game on the road, you wouldn't think that would happen. Uh they're doing a great job in not turning the ball over. Uh they're among the best teams in the country taking care of the ball. Uh and I think what Mike Young has done is amazing. This is second time now we've we've talked about this. We could talk about this for five hours too. Candles, Easily. I think I I think I rather would. Uh, <laughs> I uh, was doing an interview yesterday, and someone asked me about Radford. They said, "Why well, you know he's averaging on all these rebounds?" And he had what, thirteen again last night? Thirteen. He's six yeah. one. They said, "Well, what you know is he is he a Paul Silas type? Is he is there something amazing about him that he's getting all these rebounds?" And I said, "Well, I mean, re- the reason the real reason he's getting all these rebounds is there's no six eight guy on the team <laughs> to get them, right? Someone's going to get rebounds. I'll oh, bet he's tough, and that and you know he and Nolly, I mean." Everyone wasn't real happy with Buzz, but boy, he left. He left Mike Young two really good players, and 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 tough, tough guys. And you know, I will say this: that you don't know what you got till you get them all together, and you get a coach in there that lets them believe. Man, Mike's done that
1: uh, absolutely. And and just a little tidbit here, and, and I just learned it, and I, it's become one of my favorite stats. Uh, Tyrese Radford again, six one, led the state of Louisiana in rebounding in high school. So tough kid from Baton Rouge, exactly. And and they and you said something earlier, like you go on the
2: these. You felt like they were going to win the game last night, didn't you? Yeah, it, it Wake, fe- felt Wake's normal. Not, Wake's not good. The the Shotty Brown kid was out, right? Mm-hmm. Wake's without it's one of its top players, and, and they took advantage of that. You know, NC State was without um, CJ uh, Bryce. Mm-hmm. Remember, he's their best player. He like he's their best rebound, and that's what you do because over the course of a season, there's always an injury or two, and so the way the Hokies played. Uh, At Syracuse against NC State and against Wake on the road again last night. Really impressive. you got a
1: team down, get it done. So that's our Team of the Week. As always, it's presented by the Luis Baker team over at Long and Foster, and it also comes with our Listing of the Week. What do we have for a Listing of the Week?
2: Today we're going with some commercial real estate for the first time. It's a property in Fairlawn. It's a former medical office with uh, a lot of office space, um, uh, waiting room. Imagine what an old... uh, Chiropractor office would look like <laughs> exam room, extra room, lots of built-ins. It's at uh, seventy-three sixty-eight Pepper's Ferry Boulevard in Fairlawn, and uh, really cool property. Uh, it would make a great office, whether you're a physician or not. It would, it would be it's a really cool space, and you can see it and all the pictures
1: of it and more at the nrvhomes.com. All right, that's our listing of the week. Now it's time for our game of the week presented by NRV Furniture. What are you looking forward to this weekend? I'm looking forward to the Packers and Niners Sunday. You know, Aaron Rodgers is hot at the right time, isn't he? Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's he's one of my guys. So, yeah. so he, he kind of always is peaking at the right time to me. I, I'll put it this way. If we get Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, wow! I, I might uh, you know I, I might be screwed to my couch for like two weeks just watching previews. Reminds me of, you know, when I was
2: a kid in Pittsburgh, like Terry Bradshaw would have these mediocre seasons and then just get,
1: just play three great playoff games. <laughs> the, the, the Joe Flacco 2012 year, where it's like, eh, maybe. And then all of a sudden he's, he's, boom, boom, signing boom, signing a $120 million contract. Right, where, where was that pass to Swan and Stallworth <laughs> a month ago? Exactly.
2: Why were we sweating? You know, they won with defense back mm-hmm. in those days. But Bradshaw played so well in the playoffs. And and, and, and Rogers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's, he might be the best quarterback. I would really love to get Bud in here and, and talk with him. I, I think Aaron Rodgers might be the best quarterback Virginia Tech ever played.
1: I mean, he's got to be on the list from from just a talent standpoint. But I, I could, again, I could go on and on about Aaron yeah. Rodgers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that one short before I start getting too uh, too mushy Fair. and yeah. uh, and move along to our top three. Three, two, one. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's
0: top three. Brought to you by South Main Chiropractic in Blacksburg. All
1: right, what are we counting down today, Bill? In honor of the ninth Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker. Have you seen it yet? I've not. I'm, I'm, I, I do have to kind of admit I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy on the planet. Okay. I, I did. Uh, I have seen all of the previous, but I, I did fall asleep during uh, the, 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 <laughs> the the most recent one, the, the one before uh, Rise of Skywalker. That's what happens when you start getting up at 4:30 in the morning. <laughs> last the radio last show, Jedi, yeah. I did. Uh, I did doze a bit, so I need to finish that one before I see Rise of Skywalker. So,
2: you're starring in your own movie, The Last Red Eye. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. our, our top three this morning is uh, my, my personal favorite top three space movies. And I, I'm with you that not, not one of the three is a uh, Star Wars movie, although number one is. I'm going to change this. Hang on.
1: Okay. My number three is
2: Alien <laughs> from
1: 1979. Classic. You remember that movie? Classic, absolutely. The alien comes out of Kane's stomach. There's a reason why there's been like 37 alien movies since then. That was the first, right? Because that one set the tone.
2: Yeah, the silence is so dramatic. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, if you haven't seen it, just Google it. There you go. Um, You know, the the, the first Star Wars movie, we got to put it on there, right? Back in 1977, because that kind of started.
1: For pure cultural impact, it almost has to be on the list. But again, I'm Am not a, I, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, but I have seen that one, and and I you know I know the beats and everything, and and uh, I'll give you that for for cultural impact. And by the way, I just need to point this out. My producer, Lobro, Every time I say I'm not a Star Wars guy, is staring daggers in, in, into my soul right here. No, sha- because shaking was, his hand. Yeah. No, and 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 I
2: get it, right? If, if you're a Star Wars guy, I
1: mean, you're like passionate about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> So, so so he's uh yeah I'm just gonna say it one more time I'm not a Star Wars guy just so, to keep riling him up and then well what's your number one? But my number one so this is my but clearly not the greatest one ever but the one that I liked the most was Star
2: Wars I'm sorry Star Trek mm. Mm. Star Trek Wrath of Khan. See now now th- you're gonna have to educate me on this one I haven't seen this one. Okay so this was with Ricardo Montalban who I loved as an actor <laughs> right and Ricardo Montalban played Khan. Okay. Who during the television series, during the television series of, of Star Trek, um, gets marooned on a on a rock on a, a planet
1: somewhere? I don't know where. Right? Do we, it, do we do we have Bill Roth down as a little bit of a Trekkie here? We're we're going. Oh back yeah. And-
2: well, as a kid, but more so the T. You know, I mean, that was all about Will Bill Shatner and, and Leonard Nimoy, right? And 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 so in the movie, it's Khan's revenge on Kirk. After 40 years, and it was really 40 years because in the original TV series, right, William Shatner's like 23 years old, and Ricardo Montalban's like 21.
1: Okay, and then like in their 60s, they come back to make a movie, <laughs> and re, which is dangerous because a lot of times you can mess something up after 40 years. So they took oh, the chance. These guys are great. R- Ricardo Montalban is one.
2: I also love saying his name if
1: you have figured <laughs> that out by now.
2: One of the great actors in in my childhood, uh, different, so many different roles. Uh, science fiction you know movies of, of, of other genres he did the he did the amazing people of my age probably remember the Chrysler Cordoba commercial <laughs> where Ricardo Montalban would get on the air and talk about the rich Corinthian leather in the
1: in, I actually the, I've heard that reference didn't know what it was from but the rich him. Corinthian leather I, I have heard right so that that's, that's what, uh, okay I'm, I'm getting an assist here from some guys in the studio what about the plane the plane Yes, Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. All right, there we Ricardo go. Ricardo played the, uh, I can't remember the name of his character, but his, his little trusted sidekick, Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that one's credit of uh, of Keith, who's here in the studio with us, Good joining us Keith. after this. Um, uh, so there, there you go. There's your top three space movies. Uh, I want to make sure we, we update everyone on where you're going to be, what game you're going to be calling this weekend. Where are you off to? Off tomorrow, fly to uh, Seattle. Uh,
2: you really see the country, I'll tell you that much. I know this will be my third cross country trip of the calendar year. Um, I'm doing some games for Westwood One Radio, and on Saturday, Oregon and Washington play, and that's my first game with Westwood One. Uh, more to come, uh, but we're just getting the schedule going. And so I fly the uh, all the way out there. I've got family out in Seattle, so I'm looking forward to it too. You know, there's there's good players on both teams. Uh, Mike Hopkins is the head coach at U Dub. He was a he's a buddy of mine. He coached up at Syracuse as an assistant and and was mm-hmm. the Pac-12 Coach of the Year, and I've known Dana Altman for a long time, since back when he was at, uh, at, at Marshall. And, and you know, I thought three weeks ago, I'm like, this is going to be two, you know, really great teams, and, and they both have struggled a little bit in the last week or so. Um, Pac-12 doesn't get a lot of the, um, you know, we don't follow it that much. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to follow college basketball on the East Coast. There's 300 teams. But I Pac-12 basketball's got a lot of really good players. This game's on CBS at 3, I'm not sure what time it Tip is
1: mid-afternoon on Saturday on CBS, and I've got it on national radio on Westwood One. Awesome. We will, uh, we'll look forward to catching you there, and we'll look forward to, to when you join us next week for another Roth Report. Thanks for coming on. Boy, are we going to have stuff to talk about next week. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm looking forward to the next couple Roth Reports with, with everything breaking Let's, let's hope this ways. all settles down
2: and, and, and ends in a positive way uh, for the kids we've got on our team mm-hmm. uh, because that's just who you feel for. I mean, if you're a fan, you know how you feel, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, but imagine if you're a
1: player – and and you've committed to a guy, and now it's all in balance. I I, I couldn't imagine it. I, I I didn't have to deal with it, and I'm and I'm hoping that the guys on the team don't have to as well.
2: In mid January, you know, like now. I mean, it, it. Yeah. I. Like I said, man. It. It's a business, it, and it's always a business. You right? know, every stop. once
1: in a while, you get to the kitchen, and like, what smells in the kitchen? <laughs>
2: And and that's how that's kind of how it <laughs> you
1: have feels to do the thing where you, you open the refrigerator and you sniff. Where is and you that go, coming no. from? You you go walk over to the trash. You sniff. No. Then you start getting worried because if it's is not it the, the, dis- if right. it's not the refrigerator and it's not the trash, then it's something that's a bigger is it problem. The, is it the disposal? <laughs> what, what, yeah, that's that's kind of doesn't that, isn't that what this feels yeah, like? It, this exactly, morning? it feels like where is it coming from? And it's not one of the normal places, which makes it a little more concerning. You bet. See you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> see you, Bill. Uh, that's Bill Roth. That has been the Roth report. We're going to be back with more of the Tim Donnelly show right after this, right here on WRAD. We're
3: here with Randy Kinder from NRV Furniture. Hey, Randy, I'm looking for a new mattress. Can you help me out? Timeless Bedding out of North Carolina. This company has been in business since 1925. So how do I know if the mattress is right for me? Come in, lay on them, test them. Nobody's on commission. Nobody's going to force you to do anything. Yeah, and as you pointed out to me many times, Randy, a great night's sleep makes your day so much more productive. Yes, Bill, and plus, we've got the best warranty in the business. I've got a 25-year, 100% non-prorated warranty. What is it you always say about nrv furniture randy bill nobody beats an nrv furniture deal i guarantee nobody it's all at First in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play at First in Maine in Blacksburg. Give your closet a fresh look by shopping at Talbot's, Loft, or Joseph A. Bank. And while you're at it, why not try a new haircut at Sport Clips? First in Maine also has anytime fitness to keep up with your active lifestyle. Don't forget to check out Blacksburg Eye for a new pair of glasses. See the latest movies of the only IMAX in the region at Frank Theater Cine Bowl and Grill. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to hear the latest. First in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play. Nice meadow. Oh, use your imagination. <laughs> this is gonna be our house. Okay. Okay. Here here's the porch, right. and here's the living room. Mm-hmm. And over there is the kids' room. Ah. And over here is our room. Ooh. And the master bath and mm-hmm. here's the kids. Watch out! Ah, what? What? Well you were about to fall down the basement stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Every home is built
0: from the ground up. Find your ground with Louise Baker Team of Long & Foster. They can help you locate the place you'll call home. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com.
3: We're back with Randy Kinder from NRV Furniture. Today, we're talking about ultimate power recliners. These are fascinating and remarkably comfortable. So many different adjustments. They have heat, massage. They help you stand up. This is the perfect place to watch a game. Plus, it'll help me get up. If you've got that father, mother-in-law, if you've got knee surgery, back surgery, these chairs will help Help you stand. You guys have the largest selection in the region. Oh, yeah, we do. We got 25 to 27 on the floor, 60 in stock, ready for delivery. Ultimate power recliners exclusively at NRV Furniture. Hey, Randy, what is it you always say, Bill? Nobody beats an NRV furniture deal. I guarantee nobody.
1: Welcome back. Tim Donnelly's show here on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM as well. I'm Tim Donnelly, producer Lobro, joining me here inside the Mockadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. That's the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now, uh, if you listen to the show often, you know I am anti-cheating. As you should be. A- and I just want to emphasize something real quick about this cheating scandal in Major League Baseball. It matters, okay? It, this is not one of those things where fans, can, fans will go, oh, who cares? You're trying your best to win. Let's sweep it under the rug and move forward. This one matters. And I say that that honestly, I say that emphatically, and I say that uh, confidently. It matters. There is, is, if there's one thing that makes sports sports, if there's one thing that makes sports king in our country, and around the world when it comes to entertainment. It's the the equality and fairness. When you step between those lines or into the pool or on the court, whatever the sport is, everyone is equal. Tall, short, fast, slow. If you can perform the task uh, that equates to, to winning, you can do it. Right. You could be 6'4, 230, run a 4'3, but but if if you can't hit the ball over the fence, as well as a guy that's 5'4", 200 two hundred pound round mound of power, then then it doesn't matter. Rich, poor, smart, dumb, everyone is equal. Well, guess what? From 2017 to 2019, everyone in major league baseball was not equal. The 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 Astros and most likely the Red Sox because of Alex Cora had an unfair advantage. It was not fair, it was not equal and that is the problem. And if you're a fan and you don't care, then why do you watch the games at all? Why do you watch the games at all if you don't care if it's fair? Who's going to win? Oh, probably the team that has the inherent advantages. It's like a uh, like it's like, like it, WWE. <laughs> they already know who's going to win. There, there's a reason why we don't watch sports on on uh, you don't record it, right? Right. There's a reason why I'm not catching up on last week's NBA games tonight because yes. I already know who won. Boom, boom, boom. Happened so fast. I watch it live because it's it's up in the air. It's equal. Either team could win. Cheating changes that. And that's why when we come back after this break, we're going to talk about Carlos Beltran and, and what the Mets should do moving forward with him as their manager or him as their former manager. Stick around hot coffee, and hot takes. If he's taking interviews all over the place and he wants to leave, then there is absolutely no reason for you to feel any kind of attachment towards that guy. The
0: Tim Donnelly Show will be right back
1: on WRAD. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show, Talk of the New River Valley. Show is flying by on this Thursday morning, and and, uh, this is one that that I get to talk about with, with a little bit of passion because I'm a Mets fan. Grew up that way. Uh, for as long as I can remember, Mike Piazza was my guy. So Carlos Beltran was also one of my guys when he played for the Mets. They paid him a large amount of money. Uh, he helped lead them to the 2015 World Series where he took a strike on the final pitch of the series, didn't even take the bat off of his shoulder, and they lost. So he's he's got a mixed legacy with me. However, uh, when he was named as the manager of, of the Mets, I was I was pleased, right, you know, Similar to how uh, Hokie fans felt when Daryl Tapp was named as a member of the coaching staff for the Hokies, I was pleased. Now I'm I'm less pleased because as it so happens to, to turn out, uh, Carlos Beltran um, has been implicated as a player in the cheating scandal that is rocking Major League Baseball. Now players are not going to go ahead and be punished because... Major League Baseball has essentially said it's too hard to know which players did what. It's too hard to know, so they're just going to not punish players, punish managers, general managers, and move on. So Beltran's not facing any punishment. But I have this as a question. If a murder is committed and someone is in the group that committed the murder but didn't pull the trigger, that person still probably isn't someone you want to associate with. A getaway driver may not be as bad as the one that pulled the trigger, but it's still not someone you're going to be asking for, like, babysitting. Right? It's still not someone you're going to be like, hey, watch my car. The keys are in the ignition. I'm going to run inside and grab something real quick. It's not someone to trust. So if I'm the Mets, I'm looking at Carlos Beltran, and I don't know how they keep him as their manager not even from a, oh, this is going to be bad PR, this is going to be tough for them to bounce back from, from a pure standpoint of, he's a cheater. He is a cheater. Everyone in that Astros dugout is a cheater. They knew, and they allowed. And likely they benefited. And, and I can't see how... Uh, even if you're okay with the players saying, oh, they were just trying to get an advantage, which I don't understand, but I, I, maybe we could have that debate. I can't hire one of those players to go be the leader of my program. You know that his morals are shaky. You know that he's willing to break rules to win. You know that he's willing to look the other way. As a manager, it's your job to not be shaky, to not break rules, to not look the other way. I don't trust Carlos Beltran to lead an organization. And if I'm the Mets, I'm looking at him going, here's the deal, right? I'm calling him into the office, sitting across from him at the desk, the same way I'm sitting across from Lobro right now. And I'm going to look him in the eye and I'm going to say, listen, you got 24 hours to resign. If you want to get out of here, save a little face. You got 24 hours to resign. But if you want to force my hand this time tomorrow, there's going to be a press release, and it's going to say you're done, and it's going to say for cause, and I'm going to make sure I lawyer up to not give you any money. That's up to you, and I'm saying it that plainly, I'm saying it that honestly, and I'm saying it that confidently because he's a cheater, and, and as much as we like to say cheaters never win, the Astros did. I mean, hey, and it got them to basically a World Series. So it, it got them yeah. a World Series. Yeah. So that's a little bit on the cheating Scandal. When we come back, Hokey Hour, and it will have to do with Coach Fuente. Stick around.